Welcome to Come Follow Me Kids. are so excited to study Daniel this week. There are a ton of super cool stories that we get to learn about. To start, do you guys know why your parents named you what they did? Were you named after a relative they loved? Were you named after a scripture hero? Maybe they just picked your name because they liked the way it sounded. If you don't know, ask your parents. To Heavenly Father, names are important. We see this in the scriptures. We're pretty sure you recognize the name Daniel. But do you also know these names? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Shadrach, Shadrach, Momadrach, Banana, Fana, Fofadrach, Fifi, Fofadrach, Shadrach. Meshach, Meshach, Momishach, Banana, Fana, Fofishach, Fifi, Fofishach, Meshach. Abednego, Abednego, Fafana, I forget it. That's too hard. I recognize those names because my dad loves the Old Testament, and he would always tell us their stories before bed. Let's learn one now. The king of Babylon conquered Jerusalem, and they took some of the smartest and strongest young men away from their families and brought them back to Babylon to serve the king. Daniel and his friends, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah were chosen because the scriptures say they were children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and understanding science. Well, the very first thing the Babylonians did was they gave the boys new names. But their old Hebrew names had such beautiful meanings. Daniel means God is my judge. Hananiah means the gracious gift of God. Mishael means one who is like the Lord. And Azariah means God is my help. The Babylonians decided to call Daniel and his friends Belteshazzar, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The Babylonian names mean pretty much the opposite of what their Hebrew names meant. Isn't that interesting? Do you ever feel like this world wants to give you a new name or a new story? Is the spirit, the real person you are deep down, the one that you're being taught to be at home and at church, is that person different from the person the world or who Satan tries to make you feel like you should be? There is a lot of strength in remembering the name you come from. Remember, when you get baptized, you covenant to take the name of Christ upon you. There is power in that. Let's see how remembering the Lord helped these amazing kids. The kingdom of Babylon conquered Jerusalem. They took some of the smartest and strongest young men away from their families in Jerusalem and brought them back to Babylon to serve the king. Daniel and his friends were some of these young men. They were chosen to serve in the king's court and become his wise men. The king gave Daniel and his friends food and wine, but they would not eat the king's food or drink the wine. It was against God's commandments. 
This made the king's servant afraid for his life. He took care of Daniel and his friends, and he thought that if they refused the king's food, they would grow weaker than the other young men. Then the king would be angry and put the servant to death. But Daniel trusted God and wanted to obey his commandments. Daniel asked the servant to give them water and grains for ten days, and then compare their health with the health of the other young men. The servant agreed. After ten days, Daniel and his friends were healthier than all the other young men. Daniel and his friends followed God's commandments, and God made them the wisest men in the king's court. amazing when Daniel and his friends were given a portion of the king's meat and wine Daniel knew it was against his covenant relationship with God so they refused to eat it I cannot drink of his wine neither can these my brethren I have taken an oath upon me a covenant of my forefathers I cannot partake of such meats or wine nor can I nor I Lord and the scriptures say this And at the end of ten days, their countenances appeared fairer than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. And God gave these four children knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. These kids, by refusing to harm their bodies with the king's wine, instead were nourished by God. Listen to what happened when they finally met with the king. And the king communed with them, and among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. What cool blessings! Does this remind you of anything we deal with today? The word of wisdom! Heavenly Father wants us to take care of our bodies. Yes, even though the Babylonians made it seem like the king's meat and wine would make the boys strong, Daniel and his friends knew better, and they refused them because they wanted to follow God's commandments and avoid harming their bodies. Today, the word of wisdom helps us avoid substances that would harm our bodies. Let's play a word of wisdom game. things that the word of wisdom tells us to partake of that are good and some things it tells us not to partake of or to avoid. If we say a good thing to eat, I want you guys to pretend to gobble it up like Cookie Monster. Snack time! If it's a bad thing, I want you to pretend to smash and stomp on it like you're the Incredible Hulk. We never talked about what I'm good at. Smashing. <laughs> Root. 
Alcohol. Finally, time for some Hulk smash. Grains like rice or wheat. Tobacco. Hulk smash. Coffee, tea, and strong drinks. Hulk smash. Did you know that the Lord promises increased health, wisdom, knowledge, and protection to those who obey the word of wisdom? And this story of Daniel and his friends is a great example of that. Remember, even though Satan tries to make drinking alcohol look normal and good in advertisements or on TV, we can be like Daniel and be truly blessed just for saying no. Okay, next game. Have you guys ever had a really weird dream? This game is called Mad Lib Dream. We're going to have you come up with five words in advance, and then we'll read you a silly dream. And when you hear this sound, fill in the blank in the story with the words you chose. Got it? Younger kids, your parents can help you. First, pick an adjective that ends in E-S-T. An adjective is a describing word. So let's say you chose the adjective red. You'd make your word red-est. So add E-S-T at the end. Number two is a noun. So a noun is a person, place, or thing. Number three is a type of food. Number four is an emotion. Number five is a verb ending in ing. A verb is an action word, so someone doing something. So if your word was run, you'd add ing, and the word would be running. Okay, do you remember the words you chose? Number one, an adjective that ends in E-S-T. Number two, a noun. Number three, a type of food. And number four, an emotion. Number five is a verb ending in I-N-G. Ready? Ready? Here's your dream. Add your words when you hear this sound. Last night, I had the dream. First, there was a super weird creature. It kind of looked like a huge, fluffy It asked me for directions to the church. I told it how to get there, but it was worried it would get lost. So I offered to show it the way. Amazingly, it told me to jump on its back. And up, up, up we flew. But mid-flight, it suddenly turned into a big plate of... Down, down, down I fell. I was so... my best friend was towards me. They caught me and I was safe. What a weird dream. The reason we're talking about dreams is because the next thing that happens is the king of Babylon has a disturbing dream. Let's listen. The king of Babylon had a dream that upset him. He demanded his priests and wise men tell him what the dream meant. The king would not tell them the dream. He said if the priests and wise men really had power, 
They could tell him what the dream was and what it meant. The priests and wise men told the king they could not interpret his dream if he would not tell them what it was. They said no man could do that. The king was angry and said he would kill all the wise men in the kingdom, including Daniel and his friends. When the king's guard came to take Daniel and his friends, Daniel asked for more time so that he could tell the king what his dream meant. Daniel knew that God knows and sees everything, even dreams. Daniel asked his friends to pray with him. God showed Daniel the king's dream in a vision and taught Daniel what it meant. Daniel thanked God for answering the prayers of him and his friends and for saving their lives. Then he went to tell the king the meaning of the dream. Daniel said the king's dream was about a giant statue that was destroyed by a stone cut out of a mountain. The statue represented the kingdoms of the earth. The stone cut out of the mountain represented the kingdom of God that would fill the earth. The king knew that Daniel spoke the truth. Daniel and his friends and all the wise men of Babylon were going to be killed because no one could tell the king his dream. But their story changed when they prayed. Daniel didn't just pray on his own. He asked his friends to pray too. There is real power and real help that comes from prayer. Has the Lord ever answered one of your prayers? Hi, my name is Gwen and I live in Cal, Texas and I'm seven. One way I can be blessed is by praying and finding library books. Once I had a library book and I couldn't find it. I prayed and my grandma found it. Hi, my name is Evora and I live in Tucson, Arizona. And my story is about when I fell on my back. Before I went baking once, I said a prayer in my mind and I fell on my bike and I got an on my elbow and I was really sad about it, but the Lord helped me feel brave during my experience. Hi, my name is May and I'm from Keller, Texas and I'm five years old. One time I lost my fan and I felt really sad inside. And then I prayed and I felt really better. Jesus helped me to find my fan in sacred love. Okay, this next story is so cool. Take a listen. King Nebuchadnezzar built a giant golden statue and forced his people to worship it. If they refused, they would be put into a furnace of fire. Daniel's friends Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego loved God and would not worship the king's false god. The king was angry with them. The three friends told the king they would worship only God. They believed God could protect them. But even if he did not save them, they would stand up for what they believed. It would have been so much easier and safer for Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to just bow down with everyone else. When the music starts, 
you are commanded to fall down and worship the image. If you don't, you will be thrown into a burning, fiery furnace. And so it began. The music started, and everyone fell down on their faces, worshipping the golden image. All except for three people, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They refused to bow down. They stood tall above the bent-down crowd. I loved that when the king was questioning why they would not bow down to his idol, they said this. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. So they weren't sure if the Lord would save them. But whether they would live or die, they refused to worship anyone or anything other than Heavenly Father. They were choosing to do what was right, even when it was hard. Let's finish the story. Nebuchadnezzar exploded with anger. He was enraged. He roared, heat the furnace seven times hotter than normal. I want my strongest men to tie these men up and throw them into the furnace. They watched, expecting the men to burn up. But they saw something strange. The men were not burning. In fact, they were walking around in the fire like it was nothing. Nebuchadnezzar looked on in astonishment. Didn't we throw three people into the fire? But I see four people. They aren't hurt, and the fourth one looks like a son of the gods. It was true. There was a fourth person in the fire. Someone who was not an ordinary man. God was protecting Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Nebuchadnezzar came as close to the furnace as he could without burning himself up. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. The three men walked out of the fire. They weren't harmed at all. They didn't even smell like smoke. Nebuchadnezzar was a changed man. He gave a new command. Anyone who speaks against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be punished. There is no other God but the true God who can rescue people like this. And he promoted the Israelite men even higher in his government. What do we learn from their example? We can do what's right even when it's hard. Have you ever been in situations where you've been pressured to make a wrong choice? Can you share an experience when you were blessed for choosing the right, even when it was hard? Hi, my name is Greta. I live in Kelly, Texas, and, my and I'm 10 years old. I once was super scared because my friend was getting bullied. So I prayed about it and I had the courage to stand up for my friend. So I grew up in a pretty small town and there weren't a lot of members of the church in my area, which meant that there really weren't a lot of members of the church in my elementary and middle school too. I remember one time I had some kids around me swearing and using bad language and it made me feel really uncomfortable. I knew the right thing to do would be to ask these kids to not use this type of language around me. 
but it was a little nerve wracking to be able to speak up and tell him exactly how I felt. So I remember praying and asking for courage and I turned around and I said to these kids, Hey, can you please not use that language around me? It makes me feel really uncomfortable. And there's a lot of other good words that we can be using instead. To my surprise, they both said, Oh, we're so sorry. Yeah, we won't swear around you anymore. And guess what? They stopped. A few weeks later, I was in this classroom and somebody new started swearing. But before I could even ask them to stop and change their language, one of the other people that I had spoke to last week actually did it for me. They said, hey, that girl up there doesn't like swearing. Let's not talk like that around her. And they apologized and stopped. I couldn't help but to smile. I felt so grateful that by choosing the right and standing up for what was right, even when it was hard, that I was blessed and other students around me were too. Hi, I'm Kathleen from Sydney, Australia, and I am eight. I choose to follow Jesus Christ by being baptized. I have been blessed with the Holy Ghost and being really happy. Amen. Remember, when you feel like everyone around you is doing something that you know isn't good, the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego can give you courage and faith to make good choices even when you feel alone, because you never are alone. In the fiery situations of our life, we will always have heavenly help with us. It's time for another game. This game is called Pick a Pit. Do you guys ever watch the NASA scientist Mark Robert? He's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and makes all sorts of fun inventions. He once filled an entire full-sized pool with jello, and then he filled an entire pool with Orbeez water marbles. Those would be so fun to jump into. For this game, we'll give you three types of pits full of different things. You have to pick which one you'd most like to jump in. Easy enough? Okay, the first three pits you get to pick from are a pit full of whipped cream, a pit full of bouncy balls, a pit full of M&Ms. Which do you choose? Okay, next choice. Which pit do you pick? A pit full of honey, a pit full of money, a pit full of bunnies. Which do you choose? Okay, next choice. Which pit do you pick? A pit full of bugs, a pit full of snakes, a pit full of hungry lions. Which do you choose? I think we all know this next story, but it's too good not to review. Darius became the ruler over Babylon. He loved Daniel and wanted to make him leader over all the kingdom. Some of the king's wise men were jealous. The wise men knew Daniel prayed to God. So they tricked the king into making a new law. Anyone who prayed to God would be thrown into a lion's den. Daniel chose to pray to God anyway. The king's wise men saw Daniel praying and told the king that Daniel was breaking the law. The king realized his wise men had tricked him. He tried to find a way to save Daniel. But the king had to follow his own law. 
Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. The king stayed awake all night, fasting so that Daniel would be protected. Early the next morning, the king rushed to the lion's den. He called to Daniel to see if he was still alive. Daniel called back. He told the king that God sent an angel to shut the lion's mouths. The lions did not hurt him. The king was happy that Daniel was safe. He punished those wise men who tricked him, and he ended the law. He taught his kingdom about God's power and goodness. Heavenly Father wants us to pray often. Daniel knew this, and he was willing to risk his life so he could pray to Heavenly Father each day. I love how the scriptures say. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no manner of hurt was found upon him, because he believed in his God. And it's cool, even though the king was the most powerful man in the land, the king knew even he couldn't help Daniel. He knew only God could. Prayer is important because Heavenly Father loves us and cares about us and wants to bless us. When you're feeling scared or when you make mistakes or when you need help, He's always there for you. When our family was going on vacation this summer, I prayed to Heavenly Father to please keep us safe. I prayed about this very often, just quietly to myself while we were driving. We had been to this cottage before, so we kind of knew the way to go. But as we got closer to the dirt road we normally turned on, our Google directions in the car told us to turn another way. My husband wanted to go the way we usually went. He liked driving down that muddy road, but I encouraged him to follow the directions. We arrived at the cottage and weren't really sure why Google had taken us a different way. Well, later that night as we were leaving the cottage, we passed by the muddy road. A huge truck, much bigger than ours, had gone down that road and had passed what looked just like a small puddle. Well, that puddle was actually a deep hole, and the whole front of their truck was now stuck face down in the mud. If we had chosen to go down that road earlier, we for sure would have driven through that puddle too and got stuck or injured in that deep hole. We all felt so blessed that Heavenly Father had heard and answered our prayers and led us safely around the danger that we could not see. Did you know that no matter where you are, if you're at school or on the playground, you can always pray in your heart? That's all we have this week. Do you want to be a guest on our podcast? Send us an email at comefollowmekidspodcast at gmail.com and we'll send you an assignment for an upcoming week. Remember, be like Daniel and his friends. And until next time. Stay on the Comrade Path.